Do you ever wonder what Stonehenge was for, or who created it? I like to think it was the first part of a large domino effect intended for an ancient Rube Goldberg machine, but that's just my opinion. It's Stonehenge. It's pseudophiles. But I did I thought it. You're quoting something. I wasn't. Yeah. I don't quote things. <laughs> that was super loud. <laughs> okay, that's it. That's all I want. <laughs> Nobody gets any more than that. <laughs> we don't deserve more than no, that. No, we don't. <laughs> We're gonna get sued anyways. Those so. are the only two songs that there's. I well, that and what does the fox say? I don't what know. about the cabin? Uh-uh. There it is, my cabin. <laughs> Oh, I remember that one. Yeah. Oh, Someone made that. me watch it's so funny. the music video. That yeah. may have been you. <laughs> oh, did I? I don't know. I, don't, I, can't I may have. I don't know. I, it, it tickles me. So. It tickles me. <laughs> oh. <laughs> You're so hurtful, Sydney. <laughs> um, yeah, so if you didn't get it by the snippet of song, we're talking about Stonehenge today. Take a look at my Stonehenge. <laughs> that is not how it goes. Not much of a Stonehenge. It's quite a bit of a Stonehenge, Sydney. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's the Stonehenge. It is the Stonehenge. Um, so, anyways, what, what, what have you guys? Uh, how, are you, how have you guys been this what? week? What, 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 how have you guys been? Good. Yeah. I had the day off today. Oh, that's nice. Mm-hmm. I wish I had the day off today. That would have been nice. <laughs> <laughs> I'm stuck here. St- Talking to you fools. Yeah, right. <laughs> All right. I, uh, yeah, I also had a, a good week. It's only Monday, Torrance. Mm. <laughs> had a good weekend. <laughs> Just give you a hard time. Not much of a Monday. <laughs> okay, no more of that. You got. You have to leave now. That's my only contribution. <laughs> Just every every time we say something, <laughs> just a parody of that song. Not what is that song? Oh. That's gym class heroes. Gym class heroes. What's the, the name of the song though? Just and girlfriend? I don't remember. <laughs> I don't think Nobody I know. Knows. Well, yeah. you know, I don't either. email us angrily that way <laughs> if you do know what it is. Nobody's going to be upset about that. Everybody's going to be upset about that. I'm upset about it. Is, did they have any other songs? I feel like I was think the only they one. were one hit wonders. Gym Class Heroes? They had quite, I think they had quite a few. Did well, they? Wasn't that one only that was all because that one dipshit was doing the la-las in the background? You know? That one dipshit was doing You know from Fallout Boy? Oh, uh... Pete Wentz. Pete Wentz. No, not Pete Wentz. The ma- the lead singer. Patrick Stump. Patrick Stump. How come everyone knows Pete Wentz? Because he had it. Because he had a nudie. That's why. Is that why? I, I would assume so. I never saw it. Pull it up on the. Screen. <laughs> I'm not gonna pull it up. <laughs> no. How this, is this is a dick free podcast. <laughs> Kate walks down here. We're just looking at Pete Wentz <laughs> naked. So everyone. <laughs> it'll make you. What Pete, are you guys doing? It'll make you Pete Wentz. <laughs> I was also going for something I couldn't think of. Yeah, let's take a look at Peter's Peter. <laughs> Peter's Peter. <laughs> Peter's good. a it's funny good. name for a wiener. It is. It is a funny name. It's Peter. Is it like if somebody's name was Peter Johnson, that would tickle me all day well, long. Who's, who is it that 
we always see the credit for is it Dick Johnson what or Richard Johnson. No, his name his credit is Dick Johnson in some TV show. Supernatural is it Supernatural? Oh, yeah, yeah. Or or either they're Puffy. I just remember always seeing that uh, that credit at the beginning of the, mm-hmm. and it always makes me laugh. <laughs> his name's Dick Johnson. <laughs> I mean, that's, that's unfortunate for that guy. I feel bad for... He probably for his, is uh, pretty proud of it. His I high school experience. I don't think it's Dick Johnson, but it's something... Well, I thought it was. Or or was it Peter Johnson? It might be Peter Johnson. No. Oh. Anyway. Mm-hmm. Either way, it's funny. And we talked about Supernatural yet again. <laughs> yes, we did. And that's all I have for and this And that one. was your fault. Because I don't think there was a Stonehenge Supernatural. No. That's surprising. They uh, never travel outside of the I hope they're Midwest. listening to this podcast. Don't they? They, <laughs> they do something about that. They do go to Scotland once, though, right? Mm. To burn they a say body they go something? everywhere. They say they go everywhere, but they don't. Yeah, they went to Scotland to... Bur- Damn it, why are we talking about this again? <laughs> moving, moving on. Um. So, so I'm just going to give you guys a brief history of Stonehenge, and then we can just kind of get into it. How do you guys feel about that? Mm-hmm. Okay. So Stonehenge is located in Wiltshire, England, two miles west of Amesbury. <laughs> That's all I got. I'm kidding. <laughs> Wee! So it's currently owned by the Crown um, after being privately owned until 1915. Stonehenge was privately owned until 1915 when it was sold at an auction for 6,600 pounds, which is the equivalent in today's currency, if you take into account inflation, 477,000 pounds. So, I mean, still, for a national monument such as Stonehenge, that's pretty dang cheap. Yeah. If you think about it. And it was auctioned off um, to, for 6,600 pounds to Cecil Chubbs, Great which is name. a funny name. Cecil Chubbs. I don't know why it's funny, but it is. And uh, he just bought it on a whim. And then he donated it to the national government. And so that's how they have it to this day. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> so it's believed to be constructed sometime between 3,000 and 2,000 B.C., and it's standing in open grassland. The monument consists of 30 uprights and 30 lintels. If you don't know what a lintel is, it's like it's the bean. beam. Yeah. Um, I said bean. A bean. It's like a beam. And uh, the stones were quarried 20... Most of the stones were quarried supposedly 20 to 30 miles away from the site. However, uh, I think in 2011 they they discovered that um, the blue stones, which are the most curious stones, the big ones in the center were found 160 miles away from the monument, which is insane. Yeah, they found in, like, Wales, right? Yeah. 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 They found um, it matched an outcrop in Wales, yeah, 160 miles from the site. So there's the, the reason Stonehenge is so fascinating is because there's no record as to why it was built. Nobody really truly knows as to what Stonehenge was. Yeah, I was talking to... Uh, one of my friends today and I she asked me what we were doing the podcast over tonight and I said mm-hmm. uh, the Stonehenge and she went to the Stonehenge Museum mm-hmm. and uh, well, she says museum museum and backs <laughs> me up yeah Amber um, uh. but she said that it was so fascinating because like you walk in and they're like what is the Stonehenge? We don't know. And then you walk into another room and it's like, what was this for? We don't know. know. (laughs) And it's just like all these, like you just, nobody has any idea. Just open-ended question after open-ended question. It's like, this is this thing. We don't know why it's there. Because it is. It's just there. Don't ask questions. Yeah. And they have like a million theories as to why it's there. I mean, I think the earliest recorded, um, yeah, so the first theory regarding the creation of Stonehenge was theorized by John Aubrey. He was an antiquary and a natural philosopher and a writer. And in ni- in 1640, um, he 
theorized that it was a work of druids. And I think that's one of the um, primary beliefs as to what it was is a druid temple. I think that mm-hmm. has been debunked. Has it been debunked? The fact that it was a druid thing. Mm-hmm. I know that for that's a very the, long time, though. That's what they, right. they thought. It was like uh, 8500 to 700 BC. They found like four or five pits mm-hmm. um, that possibly held totems. Um, so it could have been like a, a war thing or, or a worship right. thing. And then they, they found a lot of bones around the, the, bit, the foundation. found uh, cremations and burials, mm-hmm. I think, uh, up to like... Uh, 60-some cremations, like 150 burials. And so wow. it actually makes it uh, the largest Neolithic cemetery in the British Isles, uh, wow. or the latest late Neolithic mm-hmm. cemetery. But it's, uh, yeah, there's a ton of bones there. And some of, I f- thought it was interesting, a lot of the remains found on site mm-hmm. um, showed signs of, like, trauma. Mm-hmm. So one of the theories, one of the many theories, is that it may have been, like, a place of magical healing. That people traveled yeah, I read that. Uh, yeah, far away from. Uh, they actually found uh, places where uh, parts of the stones had been chipped away, um, like mm-hmm. from thousands of years ago, where showing that people could have possibly been chipping away things for so like, like talismans oh, okay. to take away some sort of what they thought may have held oh, magical powers of healing. Um, so mm-hmm. that's just another uh, theory possibility, but... Like we said, none of these theories have right, been Right, they have no proven. record proof. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I know that uh, uh, after doing some research, like before the Druid theory, it, most of their theories were based in folklore. Like mm. they thought that, uh, like one of the theories was that the wizard Merlin had instructed giants to carry the stones. Yeah, the that could have been the Nephilim. Oh, yeah, the Giants? Yeah. Nephilim, yeah. Uh, there was, I read up on the Nephilim theory. I thought that was interesting, and it was because of uh, early 14th century depiction mm-hmm. um, that was from a, uh, there's like a series of texts. It's like a series of texts that like just talk about the history of Great Britain, mm-hmm. and um, in one of them, it shows that picture, mm-hmm. and the picture was drawn in, or like the painting was made in the early 14th century and that's where that idea mm-hmm. kind of came from. Mm-hmm. And for those who don't know Nephilim are the humans who uh, got with angels and then they had children. That's the Nephilim, right? Yeah, the Nephilim are the offspring of angels and, and humans. Yeah. That uh, before the flood, um, humans could take, I mean, angels could take human form. Mm-hmm. Uh, of course, those angels became demons, fallen mm-hmm. angels. Yeah. But they mated with um, humans. Mm-hmm. And made these uh, abominations, yeah. and it just uh, it got so ridiculously bad that uh, God decided to take it into His own hands and and cause the flood. Yeah, that part had always been really fascinating to me, or that that part of the Bible. Just it's like a weird mystical part almost that mm-hmm. doesn't really get talked a lot about. Um, but the Nephilim, it, yeah, and it yeah. doesn't really talk about them much in the Bible. I don't think there's just some allusions to them right yeah uh, i mean i feel like there's a lot of things in the bible that um, are alluded to that kind of are in the realm of you know uh cryptozoology or you know folklore sure, like, you, you know, got your leviathan and yeah. your behemoth yeah yeah and they don't really expand upon what those are they just kind of mention them in passing like they're just everywhere you know well, yeah, that's i, I feel like i've talked about it on earlier podcasts but there's whenever it's talking about the I think it's the Leviathan. Mm-hmm. It, ha- it has a line that 
at least in the King James version, that when it kneezes, a light doth shine. Oh, which yeah. kneezes, they think, means just breathes out its nose. It's, right. Sounds like it's talking about something that's fire breathing. Like it sneezes fire? It kneezes? Yeah. Okay. I uh, get it. Which, so, it sounds very dragonish. Yeah. Which I thought was really, I always find that really interesting. Mm-hmm. But it talks about it as if people know what it's talking about. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Yeah. I don't know if it's re- referencing uh, like lore, like maybe they also had like, you know, the myth of the dragon at the time. And so it's making mm-hmm. reference to that. Or if this is, I was going to say something that they actually saw, but yeah, who knows? Yeah. Yeah. And so some think that the, so, so like I said, something that Merlin instructed giants to do it, which maybe could be Nephilim. Um, and some also thought it was the work of the devil. So, yeah. <laughs> you know, thinking that it still stands today, considering how, you know, suspicious people were of evil back in, the, you know, burning witches and such, that they let a monument like that stand if they thought it was the work of the devil. Right. It's kind of crazy, but... Yeah. It'd uh, probably be hard to take down. It probably would, <laughs> I mean, considering how heavy those stones are. Take a lot of work even in our day. Yeah, no joke. You have to have some heavy machinery to push that. Yeah. Which is, like, leads me to another thing, like, how they got it there. Like, if you think 160 miles... Over all, I mean, when you're going that far, you're going to experience all sorts of terrain. I mean, they could do the one log in front of the other method, you know. Yeah. But I mean, did they not have wheels? I mean, Uh, even if they had wheels, I mean, yeah, surely they had. Well, I don't know. No, I think this was pre-wheel. The timeline is around the same. We were just talking on the last episode about the the heads, uh, the Moai the Moai statues on um, uh, Easter Island. Mm -hmm. That was. That was pre-wheel and pre-police like police system and all, all pre-modern mm-hmm. machinery. Um, I mean, it was Stone Age. Yeah, Stone Age. Well, weren't they... Don't they think they're starting to get into the Bronze Age whenever this is... This was like late Neolithic period, which was mm-hmm. basically the new Stone Age. Mm. But yeah, that is uh, the new Stone Age. The end of that marked the beginning of the Bronze Age. Mm-hmm. Okay. But yeah, there are a lot of interesting theories like uh the giants theory like how it was built and like maybe they did the one log in front of the other thing but mm-hmm. then you know like why would they take stones from 160 miles away to build this monument? It could have been a worship site. Uh some people think it could have been an early observatory. Mm-hmm. Um also some of the like I think there's a horse horseshoe shaped horseshoe <laughs> horseshoe shaped opening that faces northeast. Mm-hmm. Um, they think it aligns with the points of sunrise and sunsets during the winter solstice. Mm-hmm. Could have had something to do with that, like uh, uh, that early form of worship. Well, there was also the the thing, like we were talking about, that there's a chance that it actually came from Wales. There's some speculation that it might have been a gift. It might have originally been built like it is now in Wales, and mm-hmm. then as a gift between who, whomever, uh, mm-hmm. they moved it mm-hmm. all the way over to their to yeah. Salisbury Field. And uh, so I just found an article where uh, a, a group from uh, University College London, um, they actually took a one-ton stone and did the put one log in front of the other. They put it on like a sycamore sled. Uh-huh. Amber was then, telling me about this today. Yeah, and they said it was su- surprisingly easier than they thought it would be. Really? Yeah. I wonder what that terrain is like, though. I mean, over 160 miles, how much mm-hmm. uphill is that? In? I mean, I don't think I don't think they're really 
rough terrain, like a lot of elevation changes. I don't think there are. Okay. But I think it is rocky in parts. So I would imagine that would be the tough part. Mm-hmm. Well, also, I mean, they were at an age that they had shepherding or, you know, herding. Mm-hmm. What's it? Husbandry, I guess is what I'm looking for. Uh-huh. You would think they could also have the aid of, I don't know. Mm-hmm. What, what do they have over there in Wales? Cows? <laughs> <laughs> you know, animals. <laughs> that was... Uh, in that age, like the late Neolithic or Stone Age period, uh, they had kind of just started using domestic crops and domesticating animals. Mm-hmm. So that is not a bad theory. Hmm. There are also some pretty crazy theories as to um, how Stonehenge got there, which I think, Sydney, you did a little bit of s- studying up on that. Yeah, I mean, I was just like the Nephilim thing is okay well, uh, wasn't there one regarding aliens well yeah i think <clears throat> i have even heard of the aliens did it theory for, uh-huh. i mean they kind of say that about any really super old structure <laughs> and i think it's like also a common theme with structures that are correlated with stars and how they're lined up which the which don't hinge is that's why it's thought that it might have been an early observatory how, how often is uh, a- the alien theory does that predate the History Channel. I feel like the History Channel is really the real reason we keep hearing about <laughs> yeah. why aliens. aliens. I mean, I guarantee that the alien theory didn't come about until the 1900s. I, I mean, well, right, they weren't thinking about aliens. Yeah. yeah, I mean, we were talking in our abductions episode about, like, aliens became the new, mm-hmm. like, it became the new, like, witches. It became the yeah. new um, folklore, basically. Yeah. It's I mean, modern it was, folklore. Yeah, it was at the forefront of everybody's mind at yeah. a certain point, and that's what they blamed on everything they couldn't explain. Mm-hmm. I'm pretty sure you could think of any conspiracy and somebody suggested it's aliens. Oh, yeah. But, yeah, those uh, the super old structures and monuments and, the, like, the how did they get there, like, mm-hmm. you know, the 900 Moai on Easter Island... Mm-hmm. How did they do that? And like, how did they get the Stonehenge? How did they get those stones over from Wales? And mm-hmm. I think there's like a, I think there's a good explanation for all of it. Like the log thing makes the most sense to me for the Stone Age. Yeah. And it's like kind of what Torrance was saying in the last episode. It's like, you know, people just had a lot more patience yeah. back then. <laughs> um, obviously, we would lose patience with that immediately. But also back oh, yeah. then you know, people were known to die in the construction of things a lot. So they're not going to be worried about that. And they're just going to be like, let's get this done no matter what. Mm -hmm. It may have been, yeah, it may have been a worship thing of like, the gods want this. And Mm -hmm. so if you die while we're constructing this, then it's fine, you know. I would almost, of all the theories about why it was built, uh, a religious thing makes the most sense to me. Just Mm because you look at all the structures mankind has built in service of some sort of religion. The mm-hmm. churches and the art and everything. It, it mm-hmm. just, for it to do something so stupid, like drag a bunch of rocks, usually it's because of a religion. Yeah. yeah. To please the gods. Mm-hmm. I wonder if those ever f- fell on anyone while they were constructing that. What? I mean, um, especially, you know, they said that they found uh, evidence of trauma in some of the bones. Oh, really? Maybe those were some of the people they buried there were the people that working that were working on it. Yeah. You yeah. know? Because yeah. it is a it is a cemetery, right? So. Yeah, I've also read that uh, some people believe they uh, they had acoustical properties, and that's why they use that specific type of stone. Yeah, uh, hmm. that was a really interesting theory to me was that it was used as a concert hall, possibly because yeah. it creates uh, auditory illusions. Oh, okay. So um, it's kind of like, uh, and I started my research for this uh, like the day after. 
Um, I went to Tulsa, Oklahoma with some people. I was going to ask the center of the universe. And we went to the center of the universe, yeah. which is a place in downtown Tulsa yeah. uh, that's just, uh, it's like circular bricks. Uh-huh. And it creates this auditory illusion. If you stand in the middle of it and talk, you can hear yourself echoing all yeah, around it. It's like it. a reverberation that only you can hear. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's very odd. There, I- there may be video of me and a couple of friends singing total eclipse of the heart oh yeah sure <laughs> in center of the universe uh-huh. and we're gonna post a link to that in our show notes <laughs> <laughs> yeah uh, you showed me that well both of us that whenever we went to oh that's right that one time yeah i remember that there are a few bricks missing from it now and i i don't know what happened really? with there yeah aliens aliens <laughs> aliens took them. yeah but it is fascinating it's kind of like an architectural marvel because it just they didn't intend for that to happen, that acoustical property that the center of the universe really? happens. Oh, really? I thought that was intentional. No, it was not. They just thought, I mean, it was just kind of a fascinating byproduct of the way they laid that out. Well, they also had that at most of the state capitals I've been in. I've been in a lot of state capitals. <laughs> but state capital buildings where they have the, the round, uh, what do you call it? The, you know, the big round top part on a dome? Building. Yeah, the dome. Ceiling. I thought there was a word for it. Yeah. Uh, but anyway, a lot of times you can get up there because it's it's like made of marble or whatever it's so perfectly shaped that you can have one person stand on one side of it it's huge like uh-huh. and the other person stand on the other side and you can put your ear to the wall and the person can whisper against the mm-hmm. wall over there and it sounds like they're whispering directly in your ear really right? yeah just yeah. the way that the, it's, it's shaped yeah it's very cool yeah so acoustical properties is one theory and apparently bluestone in particular has those has certain properties how uh big i mean i know how big the stones are but like how big is the space like the the in circles is it well i think it's a i think i read it was 300 and something feet diameter bigger than i thought it was yeah so it's it's pretty large yeah 360 feet in diameter oh wow yeah like the entire thing yeah yeah the uh the burial site or the the cemetery site is in the middle of a a circular ditch uh, enclosed within like a hundred meters in diameter. Yeah, it's three hundred sixty. And uh, that's where all the remains are. It's pretty cool. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna bury people there. Mm-hmm. All the dead bodies in my closet. Uh, Your Harry Potter closet. <laughs> yes. With the door on lock on the outside. Yeah, yeah, that still weirds me out. Yeah. Yeah, Ben has a closet with a lock on the outside, and it is a Harry Potter. Well, the closet, creepiest like thing is under the stairs. Okay. Yeah. So. You know, tangent. So the creepiest thing about that was when we first moved in, we have a cupboard under the clo- under the stairs, and then we have a smaller cupboard in the back of that closet. Oh, yeah. Like, a, like a crawl space. Yeah, almost. like a crawl space. And we found a little girl's purse with a notebook with little drawings in it in that closet, and the closet locks from the outside. I don't... A little weird. A little odd. That's, yeah. That's very strange. What were the drawings of? I don't know, like Ninja Turtles and stuff? No. She was cool. <laughs> she had good taste. She was a cool little uh, uh-huh. hostage. And since she was locked in there, she must have just like telepathized Ninja Turtles. I don't know. Telepathized? <laughs> I just made that up. What is that? <laughs> what? <laughs> don't think too hard about it. Bless you. Did you mean to say imagined? No. No, because she had some sort of far of <laughs> farsight. Far, is that the right word? No. You know, let's just stop this episode. Okay, <laughs> we're done here. <laughs> a lot of editing, of my nonsense. Um, but anyways, so yeah, 360 feet in diameter. That's where they buried all the bodies. Uh, they they do s- still use uh, 
with the uh, that winter solstice festival that you were talking about that lines up with the right, winter right. Sol- solstice. Mm-hmm. And so they still do a, a yearly uh, gathering there mm-hmm. of druidic types, yeah. which, like you said, druids probably debunked, but it's so strongly associated with it. Mm-hmm. And in fact, whenever we were originally talking about this, I... Uh, I immediately was like, oh, I have something interesting about this. This used to be like, it used to be part of a larger structure that druids would come and mm-hmm. worship in. And they had this whole like secret society. And, and I realized I was remembering the plot to a DuckTales episode. <laughs> and, and you just uh, registered this fact in your brain. <laughs> and Scrooge McDuck was uh, visiting his homeland. And there, yeah. Like, anyway, so, but that almost seems like it could be plausible that would have been part of a larger structure. Although. Mm-hmm. I don't think that in that age they probably didn't build up, you know, like higher right. higher buildings I mean, like that. Some people did suspect that the, uh, I mean, they do look like gateways, like all of the the stones look mm-hmm. like they're shaped of, of doorways, and it does kind of look like a a Roman tower, you know, where they had all of those uh, arched openings and. Mm-hmm. and. That's what's cool about it is just the fact that we don't know anything. If we knew exactly what it was for, we probably wouldn't give much of a shit mm-hmm. about it. It's fun to speculate. Mm-hmm. And yeah, the, if we really knew the, an- the answer, would just be we just reward. We just carried some stones. <laughs> yeah. Nothing it. better to do back <laughs> in those days except kill each other and make monuments to mm-hmm. confuse future generations. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. I mean, if that I was, probably was what it was. Just like this. <laughs> I have I mean, no I, idea what this. If is. I knew how much people would speculate about artifacts, I would definitely mess with people. Someone's going to find this podcast in the year three thousand. Uh huh. And they're going to be like, why were these people doing this? <laughs> so dumb. Well, have you guys... Oh, my gosh. Don't they know we can look anything up now and find <laughs> out what happened? Or, like, ins- they probably at that point will be able to instantly render it in their brains. Yeah. Because you know, they're all cyborgs at Or they point. have time travel. They're like, uh-huh. we already know what they were doing with those stones. And at this moment, somebody just phases in and did slaps I- you and leaves. <laughs> did I just turn into Christian Slater? <laughs> <laughs> you did. You did. <laughs> well, this is kind of tangential but have either of you guys ever participated in a uh, time capsule burying or opening i have not i don't think i ever have my uh church did kind of uh my church bought this uh building that used to be a a funeral home they turned it into a church and uh while we were there a group came and they asked if they could break open the concrete in the back of the church because they had buried a time capsule there 30 years ago. Oh, wow. And uh, we're like, yeah, sure, go ahead. So they broke it up and unearthed it. And mm-hmm. it had like, uh, I wasn't really able to get to see much of it, but it was cool. Like there was notes written in it. And uh, mm-hmm. I think somebody had had like an album in there, a record or something. Yeah. But I, yeah, I love the idea of that I want to do something like that. Although I'm just like, be f- if we want to fuck with people and we'll just fill it up with a bunch of flashlights or something. <laughs> <laughs> Why would you do that? I remember as a kid thinking about the concept of those time capsules and just being frustrated by it. Like, I think it would be cool to do it, but then I would have to wait 30 years to open it later and my mm-hmm. small brain couldn't fathom waiting that long for something cool. Mm-hmm. Which is stupid because I know what's in it. So it's not fun for me, <laughs> really. Buries yeah. it. Like, he can't take this and, like, digs it up the next day. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I, like, have a write notes to myself. <laughs> like, you know, I'm glad that you're a successful writer now and <laughs> and you married a hot lady and 
all this stuff that's <laughs> never <laughs> like yeah. this weird compulsive behavior you develop and like start yeah. burying shit in the yard <laughs> shit in the yard <laughs> shit in the yard uh, but okay guys let's take a quick break real quick and then we'll get back into it okay and we're back I think that here we go my theory is that it started as a cemetery slash place of worship since they were burying their dead there they saw it as a holy place mm-hmm. and decided to build monuments to their dead and sort of like with the center of the universe in Tulsa, it kind of ended up creating this weird acoustic thing. Mm-hmm. And back in those days, maybe they didn't quite understand mm-hmm. that the acoustics were just caused by the placing of the stones, oh, that yeah. it happened yeah. accidentally. Mm-hmm. So when they experienced these illusions, these auditory illusions, they mm-hmm. thought that it must have been magical. And so that they had built a place of worship that they were meaning to build and that the gods had blessed it. Maybe. That's my theory. That makes a lot of sense. That's a good theory. I can buy that. However, I don't... Have you read, though, that it does actually have that effect in the center? Yeah, I did read that it has... That it can create, like, kind of auditory... Uh, I can't. I, I know, I I know exactly thinking? what you're talking about, but yeah, I don't know what the word is. It's either. illusions, I, but it's but I it's, can't. I keep. I know not, there's a phrase that I'm yeah. reaching yeah. for too. But um, and that it has amazing acoustics as far as like yeah. uh, vocal, like vocally and musically. Yeah. Well, I know that the like I said probably three times already <laughs> with the blue stones have like acoustical properties that is unique to the, the stone. Mm-hmm. So. It is um, unique. Did you know that Bon Iver recorded an entire album in the middle of Stonehenge? Are you making that up right now? Yes. That's what I thought. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's too deadpan to not be a joke. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> I was trying to think of who would be funnier. Like, I was trying to think of like a real pretentious musician, and I w- went with Bon Iver. I wish I had gone with like... Bono. T- I was going to say, like, Tom York or something. Oh, God. I hate Radiohead (laughs) so much. Or, no, shit, I should have picked up. John Mayer. Sufjan Stevens. That sounds like something he would do. (laughs) That just reminds me of, uh, if you guys ever seen um, that uh, Kate Beckinsale, John Cusack movie, Serendipity. Oh, yeah. Kate Beckinsale is engaged to this extremely pretentious... Uh, is he a flute player? A flautist? <laughs> but I, th- I think it's flute or he's, but he makes like these ridiculous music videos yeah. where he's like in this like magical land and his music is supposed to have like, is be like, like in touch with his spirituality, Healing but he's properties. a huge, he's a huge douchebag and oh like, my gosh. And, uh, yeah, that's actually one of my mom's favorite movies. I remember that movie. I, I should watch it again. It's a it's a cute movie. That, that reminds me of the uh I don't have I talked about the uh it's a specific tuning that they say is supposed to be in sync with the universe that the uh, brown note that makes it poop. No, no. Drop so, C. No, it's uh <laughs> so <laughs> typo negative. So all uh musical notes are tuned based off of concert tuning which is four, 440 hertz which is A. Uh-huh. And uh they say that the if it was the tuning of the universe, it'd be 432 hertz. And a lot of hippies believe that. That's why, I like, uh, like I don't know if you've seen, like, the honk drums or hand pans. A lot of people 
we'll tune them to 432 hertz because it's supposed to have magical properties that specific tuning. Is that what you're trying to achieve with your no, hand pan? No, I'm not. I'm not. Project. <laughs> I'm not. Yeah, I'm trying, to heal, I'm trying working, to heal the world. <laughs> ben has been working on hand pan healing. Yes. <laughs> stuff in the house for the past few months. And yep. like at 9.30 at night, <laughs> he's banging his steel <laughs> in the garage Listen, and we'll be watching TV and then all of a sudden, bang, 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 bang. God damn it, You guys it, haven't ben. said anything to me about it, so <laughs> I assumed it didn't, You slept through it once. I so. did. I was really tired that day, though. <laughs> Nothing could have woke me up. I know. I was like using my power tools and shit. And I was just up there snoring. I could have slept through a tornado that day. <laughs> Your bed is literally like I right know, above. I know it's right above the garage. I, that's a testament to how freaking tired I was that day. Yeah, going back to John Cusack, <laughs> I can't stand him. <laughs> oh, my mom is in We've love lost, with him. We just lost half our listeners because you, you said lost that. my mom as a listener. I know a lot of women really find him charming or whatever, but men I, find him charming too. Sh- sure, whatever. <laughs> I, there's something wrong with his face. <laughs> Does he not have a Hollywood nose, Torrance? No, I just... He, he, he has, has a weird mouth. He has, yeah. He has like a butthole mouth. <laughs> <laughs> also, Joan Cusack is horrible. Let's just hey, put that out there. I like Joan Cusack. Oh, God. Really? You we, hate John Cusack, but you like Joan? Yeah. Are we just hating she's, on the Cusacks oh, right now? Oh, God. No. She's a... Uh, no, 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 no. As Jessie in Toy Story 2, she's great. She's annoying. She's great in uh, School of Rock. Which one is she in School of Rock? Am I thinking of the right person? Probably Wait, not. Who is she in School of Rock? The, who do you think the she te- is? The principal. Is that her? Isn't that Joan Cusack? I don't I'm looking it up right it? now. Okay, you look it up. But uh, I'm prepared to retract my endorsement of Joan Cusack. <laughs> 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 okay. Because she's really good in that, if that's who I'm thinking of. Come on, internet. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, that's her. Oh, that is her? Yeah. yeah, I like her. Yeah. What's what's your problem? What's your beef, Yeah, Sydney? what's your deal, Sid? She sucks. <laughs> what? Why? In what? Name specifics. She rides on the coattails of her brother's fame. She's in every one of his movies as the annoying friend or whatever. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I just don't like her face. <laughs> <laughs> that's the worst reason of all time. <laughs> I, say, I say that about most people I uh-huh. meet, though. So. See, I didn't what? realize she was in... Uh, Feature <laughs> yes in movies with John Cusack because I avoid John Cusack movies. <laughs> so well, then I've you've only probably seen only seen two of her movies. Well, I only listed two: School of Rock and Toy Story. <laughs> Isn't she also in Toy the Robin Williams weird ass movie mm-hmm. Aladdin as like a toy, a, like a robot toy? I don't know. I've never seen the movie. <laughs> I don't know. All right. So let's talk about it. That was, that was fun. <laughs> but uh, my mom wouldn't let me watch it. Oh, poor Torrance. Because I think it was rated PG-13. It's <laughs> a year older than you were. But it was about toys. I have Robin Williams in it. I thought yeah. it was for me. Well, If you have any thoughts on the movie Toy or <laughs> Toys or Toy Story or Toy Soldiers... Uh, email Not us. Toy soldier. No, no. <laughs> step by step, heart to heart. Anyways, I don't know this song. You don't know that song? Wow. That was like uh, late nineties. 
eighties one hit wonder. I oh, was it. 80s? I can't remember what might. It may have been early nineties. Okay, but I can't remember what her name was. But it was one hit wonder, and then Eminem sampled it. That's right, he did. Mm-hmm. Yep, I remember that. And that became a hit too. Oh, Toy Soldier. Uh, it was called Toy Soldier. I'm pretty mm-hmm. sure. Toy Soldiers. Okay. Like Toy Soldiers. I like the movie Toy Soldiers. I hate that movie. I think that freaked me out as a kid. It is kind of. Yeah. Yeah. I, I think can see why. It made me not feel good inside. <laughs> <laughs> it made you feel dead inside. I think it scared me. <laughs> so I thought it was a kid's movie, but I don't really think it is. is it's it, it's I feel weird like because it's, it feels like it's aimed at kids. I feel like it's kind of like Ants was. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Ants messed me up a little bit as a kid. I loved Ants. I had that on VHS. And I like it, it now. It didn't bother me back then. But it was just too much death, especially after watching Bugs Life. Like, yeah. it's not mm. the contrast was too stark. <laughs> yeah, I didn't. I I loved Ants, but I didn't like other movies that were actually for kids, like uh, Chicken Run. Oh, that like <laughs> the beginning scene where they cut the chicken's head off. That scarred me for life. That, yeah. I think that came out in '99, and I went to see it in theaters with my grandma. Yeah, and then my mom bought it for me on VHS. Yeah. She knew it scared the crap out of me. Horrible. That's when I <laughs> found out that I hate stop motion animation. It really makes me uncomfortable. I Yeah, I love Chicken Run. But what about Wallace and Gromit? Okay, I'll watch that. I'll, I'll suffer through it because the humor is so good. What, that, what was that? It's the claymation stop motion. I just can't do it. Yeah. What was that uh, old claymation cartoon? Gumby? No, not Gumby. <laughs> with the, with the Ghetto sheep? Ghetto Gumby? No, with the <laughs> sheep. With the sheep? Yeah. Are you thinking of the Serta commercials? <laughs> no, not the Serta. No, there was like a Cartoon Network show. It was about a sheep. Sean the Sheep. Oh, I do kind of remember that. Pull your head out of your ass, Torrance. Come on, but I never watched sheep. it. I've never heard of that. Okay. Did he go on to endorse Serta? <laughs> I mean, he kind of looks like the Serta. I mean, the sheep, they all look the same. <laughs> <laughs> he looks just like the Serta sheep. <laughs> <laughs> this is some quality material. I like guys. how you were starting to be like, oh yeah, it does. It's fucking cheap. Yeah, they all look the same. <laughs> that is the sort of sheep. No, they all look the same. Stop it. No, Stop it. Sean's black. You're being sheepest, and I don't like it. Sheepest. Get out of here. Stop it. <laughs> anyway, so what's your favorite John Cusack movie? <laughs> Gross point blank. <laughs> uh, like I said, I avoid them. He was good whenever he was in uh, Stand By Me. Remember why, when he was randomly in Con Air for no he reason? He was in Con Air. Oh, yeah. That was like all of his <laughs> scenes seemed like they're in a different movie. It did. He was just like sweatily running around. Actually, the last John Cusack movie I watched was 1408. That was the last no, one. No, I, I think seen. the last one you watched was Con Air with us. I didn't watch Con Air. Yeah, did I? Did. You watched well, it. You did I, fall asleep. I, I fell you and Kate fell asleep, but... During he, all the explosions. Okay, okay, so, okay, 1408. 1408 I, was good. I have a problem. I cannot stay awake through a movie anymore to save my life. You're getting old. I am, and I, I hate it. We watched... What was old the movie man, man. Taurus we watched the other day with Caleb? What were we watching? We watched it. Oh, was that The Island of The Manu? Island of Dr. Moreau. Moreau, Oh, yeah, yeah. we watched The Island of Dr. Moreau, and that is fucking awesome. That was the weirdest thing I've ever seen. Love it. Oh, my it's... God. But anyways, I fell asleep halfway through yeah, that. Yeah, that's a weird one to fall asleep <laughs> in. <laughs> I felt, don't judge me to whoever's listening to this, but I fell asleep through the latest Star Wars whenever I went to theaters <laughs> the to watch first it. time? Like, <laughs> you think? <laughs> what? I would have, too. Not because I didn't like it. I loved it, but... 
I don't know. Something about sitting. It was in a recliner theater too, so that contributed. Uh, but anyway, there's something comforting about being in that dark theater setting. You, you have you warm gotta... popcorn in your belly, you know. <laughs> I just don't get falling asleep in a movie theater, and it would always piss me off because my mom would fall asleep. Like <laughs> we went to see a Resident Evil movie, and she fell asleep. No, the, the weirdest place I've seen somebody fall asleep in a theater is watching Passion of the Christ. <laughs> <laughs> The weirdest thing to fall asleep to. See, I'm afraid of that. I'm afraid of falling asleep. I will intentionally, because I can get comfortable in a movie theater, especially if I'm not really interested in the movie. I could totally fall asleep, but I snore real bad, and that would be the worst thing. Is I'm I watching sometimes. Passion of the Christ, and you hear just <laughs> <laughs> like like during the like the most heartfelt scene, just ruin it for everybody. And then you just get struck by lightning. <laughs> It happened to Jim Caviezel while they were filming it. Man, I always felt bad growing up. My mom would sit, like, every once in a while, she'd just sit down and watch Hallmark movies. And then, <laughs> oh, like, I, oh, could, I would make fun of them the whole way through. And then, like, there would be a really touching scene, and I would say something real snarky. And, and then mom would look over at me. She's been crying. She goes, shut up. <laughs> I'm like, I'm sorry. <laughs> I didn't know you were sad about this. The Hallmark channel was, like, always on at my grandma's house. Oh, my gosh. Those... They tr- they pump out those movies. Really There's horrible. so many of them. And mm-hmm. Yeah, they all just schlocky, very I much mean, greeting card type. There's <laughs> better mm-hmm. writing on Days of Our Lives. Like it's, mm-hmm. it's just so horrible. I don't understand how that channel is a thing. Mm-hmm. It's comforting, though, I think, is the main thing. You can just leave that on. Mm-hmm. And, uh, I don't think it's comforting <laughs> at all. Not to you and not Hallmark? to me, but I think for some people. Yeah. There's a didn't Hallmark. I turn on Archer to be comforted, <laughs> <laughs> so I guess that makes. Wait, sense. Wait, didn't Hallmark make that? Uh, oh no, wait, no, uh, the the Christian Mingle movie. Ew. Oh, no, wait, the Christian Mingle made it. Just the words Christian Mingle yeah, together. Odd. Yeah, it's horrible. Did you watch that with me, Sydney? I know that. I didn't watch it. I think you and Sarah watched it. Yeah, that's what it was. Mm. Oh, that was great. That had Gretchen Wieners in it. <laughs> oh yeah. My dad and the that's, inventor of toaster strudel. That's so fetch. <laughs> I also had Stephen Tobolowsky. It's some good people. It was mm-hmm. terrible. Mm-hmm. God, I won't watch it again. And this Stonehenge episode is <laughs> going really well. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I know. I mean, uh, yeah. I got nothing. <laughs> I got nothing. We've but, done it before. It's. I think it's um, fine. Also, we really livened up when we stopped talking about. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, we started out lively about Stonehenge, and then we ran on material. Like, oh, yeah, Stonehenge, it's there. It's there. You can go see it. There it is. Uh, Some big rocks in the ground. I've Um, seen Stonehenge represented in DuckTales, like I said. I was trying to think if there's any other movies. I was, too, and I can't think of anything. It's because they're boring. I think, (laughs) is it, I don't know if it's the Stonehenge. I don't know. I don't know anything. Mm-hmm. Um, There's actually a movie that came out in 2010 called Stonehenge Apocalypse. Mm. Ooh, that and I will need to see that now. Is it on Netflix? I don't think so. But I was reading, I read the first two books in the um, Outlander series. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. In the past year or so. There is like a a stone, like a, like a circular stone monuments mm-hmm. uh that she goes to in like the 40s it's set in modern day but the 1940s mm-hmm. um and this woman goes uh on vacation in scotland with her husband and they go to these stones and she touches one of them and then she gets transported 200 years back in time that's cool uh to the same spot 
I don't, I actually don't know if that's supposed to be the Stonehenge or if it's something else. I can't remember. Mm-hmm. But um, it's the Blarney Stone. I think it's still like uh, what? The Blarney Stone. <laughs> yeah. You kiss it and you become a good storyteller. Yeah. Well, that's all I was going to say is that well, in in that book, these circular stones had magical properties. Magical. Very ma- time travel properties, in, in yeah. fact. Well. I think, well, also talking about the Blarney Stone, um, and if you can probably point to other things, I feel like, and this makes sense, things happening during the Stone Age or the Neolithic Age, that mm-hmm. there's a lot of importance put on stone, because that is, mm-hmm. they had learned how to work with it, yeah, and, you know, relied on it. I know, and like, almost better than how, okay, this is something I was talking to Kate about the other day, like, masonry is such a lost art nowadays. And I, it's so sad because there's so many cool stone like pieces of architecture that yeah. we'll never have, like we'll never build again. I appreciate you know? that you didn't say masonry. <laughs> masonry. <laughs> I hate that so much when people say that. Yeah, I work at a hardware store and I punch every customer that asks where the masonry aisle is. <laughs> now I don't even remember what I did say. <laughs> you said masonry. Okay, good. Yeah, you did. That's why I said I appreciate that you didn't say masonry. Thank you. I work for an architecture firm. I feel like I, I should know how to say that well. Ben gets fired tomorrow because his <laughs> boss is listening. Damn it. <laughs> you but, moron. Uh, no, you're right. Uh, it, it's so labor intensive, though. Mm-hmm. For Like, wasn't the just the hunchback of Notre Dame, but mm-hmm. I was trying to think of the church. That, yeah. You know that? That yeah. big building? That big building, yes. Uh, wasn't that was under construction like when they built the design for it and they realized it was going to take probably a hundred years to finish it yeah that's insane to me you're right. like some of those things that were designed by architects that would never live to see it finished i know it's so insane yeah i love uh one of my favorite books is pillars of the earth have you ever read that i know what you're talking about but i've never read it well what the one of the main characters is a uh uh, he builds cathedrals and like the whole book is about him building this cathedral and it takes the course of his whole life and his son's whole life. Sounds boring as shit. No, but I mean like it's very <laughs> multifaceted. That's just one part sure. of it. But Well, also um this I mean if you were going to go with the Nephilim route <clears throat> that mm-hmm. it was built in the time of the Nephilim um and if you're going to go the biblical route with it, you could say that these people were living to be 600, you know. Oh, that's oh, true. Yeah. That's a good point. So yeah. maybe you know, if that's how it was back then, maybe a lot of people did see to live, mm-hmm. or did, did see to live, <laughs> did live to see it to its complete, yeah. well, not completion, because it was like over thousands of years. For Stonehenge. For Stonehenge. Yeah. But yeah. Um, maybe a lot yeah. of them did see it through a lot of, uh, mm-hmm. uh, <laughs> <laughs> a lot of the construction, yeah, like they saw a lot of things. Yeah, yeah didn't that? Uh, how long did Noah work on the ark, according to the Bible? It was like over a mm. hundred years, right? It was a very long time. Yeah. Yeah. Quite a while. You feel like the structural integrity would, would already start to be losing some of its... Uh... <laughs> <laughs> some of its structural integrity. <laughs> structural integrity would be losing some of its structural integrity. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> I know what you meant. Yeah. Well, but also... Also, if if you're believing what the Bible says, they didn't have like rain or weather really they just right. had dew, dew right. <laughs> that uh that wet the earth and that yeah, watered t- the earth so yeah. they didn't have like the you know they wouldn't have had rain hitting mm-hmm. the ark all the time yeah. and and Which degrading touched- its structural integrity <laughs> <laughs> yeah that's true that's true it'd probably be more arid so yeah. i mean well they have dew so that would still 
be a problem. Eh, but but not as much as rain, I feel like. Probably so. Also, they probably put up on something. Yeah, probably. Yeah, so, but my point was that it is sad that, I mean, like, Masons today, they deal mostly with, like, concrete. Right, Concrete yeah. block and stuff like that. So we'll never really have that beautiful uh, stonework that w- there once was. Well, did you ever uh, visit what was going to be the castle of the Ozarks? I actually went and visited it uh, whenever I was in, uh, I think I was taking medieval literature mm. at J.B. Pooh. And, uh, <laughs> but th- it's really cool because this guy had done this in Europe somewhere where he bought this land, bought like some land that's like in a quarry or something. And he b- hired people and had people come and volunteer to build a castle using Stone Age tools. Mm-hmm. So, like, they literally did everything, like, you would have had to do back then. And they actually finished it. A lot of people came mm-hmm. to... You can probably look this up. There's, It was so successful, or at least he had enough fun with it, that he decided to do it in the Ozarks for some reason. It's not too far a drive from here. And uh, it's it's completely stopped now. They They got, like, the the first level at the bottom of the castle started and then they just gave up because mm-hmm. there wasn't enough interest in it but uh it's really cool but that's you know working with stone not mm-hmm. nearly as intricate or elaborate as some of the stonework we've seen right like, but, like those big chunks of stone arches and stuff like that just baffles me yeah really yeah now this is pretty crude but it's kind of impressive how far they're able to get literally using just Mm-hmm. Th- those old Stone Age mm-hmm. tools, although probably above Stone Age. Well, just imagine like when they were creating those, like they had a chisel or whatever tools they were using, and if they like, then they got finished with it. It's pristine, and then some guys carried over and they drop it or something. It's completely <laughs> ruined their like <laughs> month or two of work they yeah. put into that. That's like also going back to like writing, like ancient writing. There is. Mm-hmm. One of the oldest known pieces of writing is on like a slate tablet or something. Yeah. Where somebody chiseled, you know, a message across the whole thing and it's a it's like a complaint to a merchant that he like shorted him on some copper or something or or flour, whatever. It was mm-hmm. I just think it was funny that the the oldest known piece of writing we've got on a stone tablet is a customer complaint. <laughs> <laughs> that is fantastic. Did you know what the the oldest fart joke is? <laughs> well, now I have to know. I think it was Sumerian um, was the culture, I think. But there was yeah. like a, on a tablet somewhere it says, it was something like, uh, never has a young wife sat on her husband's lap and not farted. <laughs> <laughs> it, must have, it must have sounded better in Sumerian. <laughs> <laughs> it's funnier in Enochian. <laughs> it's funnier in Enochian. <laughs> Supernatural reference. Um, <laughs> but thanks, everybody, for listening to this episode of Pseudophiles. As always, rate and review us on iTunes. Follow us on Facebook, Instagram. Uh, feel free to email us at podcast.pseudophiles.com with any questions, comments, or concerns. <laughs> I don't know why concerns. <laughs> I'm concerned, but uh, yeah, and thanks for listening. Say bye, people. Bye. Bye.